Hello, Team Builder, and thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Cavert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Hi, Michelle. It's, 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 going, it's going all right. As, as you know, I'm a semi-professional dog walker at the moment, <laughs> helping right. out my cousin with her dog walking business while she goes to dog grooming school. Oh, so okay. I learned something about myself. I don't know if I should share it with all our listeners, but uh, I am not part dog. As my friend oh, yeah. said, you know, you got to be part dog to do that. <laughs> and I can, I can do the work. But I'm, I'm glad and fortunate it is not my lifelong career. Well, I do believe the team building field is quite honored and blessed to have your skills here. And maybe the dogs just don't appreciate you like the rest of us do. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should discuss that with them. So. Yeah, well, we have a lot of conversations, but yeah, you know how they go. They're usually one-way conversations. Um, and do they listen to me only if I have treats? Right. So it yep. could be a metaphor in there about <laughs> treats. Well, we're zooming today again. Michelle, how are you? I didn't I didn't ask you how are things going. Yeah, I know you are super busy. It is. It's very busy. Doing lots of virtual facilitation these days as well as uh, pushing a lot of online orders, you know, that are coming in out of the store. So it is the training those warehouses happen right now. Things are going very well. I'm I I'm embracing and and kind of enjoying the virtual facilitation. So, but I'm excited about today's episode because we're going to continue talking about what's been working for team builders online. And today we decided to invite our second guest speaker because uh, Amy Clymer has been doing a lot of really fantastic work online. And so we thought we would uh, tap into additional resources that those of us in the facilitation world have Amy is very gifted in and has been in the online space for a little while. And so we thought we would just tap into her and let her share with us some of the things that she's been noticing and doing. And if she has some additional advice for facilitators out there. Welcome, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Chris. Hi, Michelle. It's great to be here. (laughs) Yeah, we have been uh, colleagues. The three of us have been colleagues for quite a long time. Yeah, years. yeah, and I and when I interviewed Amy for the On Team Building podcast, I had mentioned that Amy is one of my mentors. She has a lot of great things to share. When we reached out to Amy, we specifically asked her about how to create meaningful learning experiences in an online platform. And she felt really comfortable enough to share some information with us and how she can help us even further. She's got some courses that she'll let us know about. But Amy, you know, take it from here. We want you to take this time for our listeners to share what's been going on for you. You've been doing a lot of great work in the online space and helping others do that. So how do we create meaningful learning experiences in an online platform? Cool. Yeah, I think um, obviously it's a question that many, many people are grappling with right now because of the pandemic. And um, I had an interesting experience when the pandemic hit the U.S. about mid-March. And I've been working virtually, doing some virtual trainings and mentoring and coaching and speaking virtually for quite a while. And then when the pandemic hit, 
all these colleagues and friends and clients, they started emailing me and saying, hey, Amy, like, you know, this Zoom thing, and I don't quite know what I'm doing. I'm supposed to be doing a training now on Zoom, and 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 they weren't asking, you know, the basics of Zoom. They were asking, how do you do this well? And working with a number of clients, I eventually ended up putting an online course together, which I'll talk about a little bit. I have realized that there are three main elements that are critical to designing, delivering an online experience, uh, online learning experience. Um, so I want to I touch on those three and they are the first is technology. Like you got to know the technology. You have to know what's out there. You don't have to know how to use it. Uh, the second is design and you need to put some thought into how you're designing the experience. And then the last is the delivery and having those delivery skills to you know, do it in the moment live, right? So it's kind of the tech, tech and tech is happening both pre and post design is beforehand and delivery is in the moment. Right. Um, so I find that those are three useful uh, elements to create an amazing online experience. Let's start with that first one then. So tell us about technology. Cause I will say this is where I totally freaked out as well. At first I had never run a zoom meeting ever before. And then 492 people showed up to my first ones. So, you know, trial by fire. And, uh, I think a lot of other facilitators learned from that. They're like, okay, if she can do it, then maybe I can too. But let's talk about technology. What is some advice you would give to our, our facilitators out there listening about the technology piece, which probably pushes several people outside their comfort zone into the stretch zone? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. And that's definitely what I found with uh, students who are in my course, that they're just like a little bit nervous about the technology. They're willing to try it. They're willing to get into it. And, and I think that's the key piece is that, so actually let me back up. So the technology, I think the first thing is you have to, you have to know it, right? You have to, if, if you're using Zoom, you have to know Zoom, you have to know it well, if you're facilitating, you know, you need to know how to mute everybody. If somebody's doesn't know how to mute themselves. You want to know how to do that. You want to know how to kick somebody out of a meeting. I've had to do that in a moment where I was on a webinar and had a troll show up. Um, so you, you need to know kind of a lot of the details about how to do it. The good thing is pretty much in an hour, you can become a Zoom expert. I mean, it is not difficult, but I think the key is it's what I call your technology attitude. Mm. And what I've noticed is with this pandemic, there are some people, especially initially, say, you know, late March, early April, that there were some people who thought, I'm just putting everything on hold. I am not getting into this technology stuff. I, I will re-engage when we are meeting in person again. And then other people were like, oh, okay, all right, let me pivot. What do I need to do? And of course, those initial people that were hesitant, they're now realizing, oh, okay, I got to catch up, right? Because uh-huh. this isn't going away anytime soon. I think it's about just being willing to embrace it. And ultimately, what I think the goal is to get to where you can do this without thinking about it. So an equivalent, uh, I think, is, you know, when you first learn to ride a bike. And initially, you know, whether you're a little kid or older and you've got your, you know, some adult there coaching you and running alongside you and helping you and like all you can think about in that moment is riding the bike and you can't have a conversation. You're not talking about anything else. But then once you get good at it, now you can just like go on a bike ride with some friends. You're not thinking about riding the bike. You're just having this conversation, enjoying yourselves. And that's what you want to get to with the technology, whether it's Zoom or whatever platform you're using. But then it's also about bringing in some other pieces of technology. So, okay, we got Zoom going or, you know, your Microsoft Teams or whatever it is. 
you, you know, what other things can you bring in like Google Jamboard or Mural or not being afraid to bring these other pieces in will then just enhance the experience even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is just embracing the technology. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, other things like pull everywhere, like making them interactive and doing things like that. By the way, I love your riding a bike metaphor being I'm from training wheels. So that's a metaphor I use all the time. So, um, so yeah, that's a great one. I know that, you know, those, those things. And what I love also about a lot of those features is that a lot of them have free services too, like pull everywhere there is a free service. Like I think a lot of people really embrace, you know, when the pandemic hit that not everybody has a large budget to go out and spend on an institutional rate subscription to some of these things, but most of them all have a free service as well. So they do make it very accessible. Absolutely. So Amy, tell us about design. Did you come from a design background? Did you figure this out? Where did you get your, where, where where is your learning curve all about? And how do we look at designing things online? So when I think about design, I'm thinking of this in the broad, broad sense and design meaning planning, you know, figuring out what the heck you're going to do, thinking about your objectives and your goals and why are you having this session, this training or this meeting. Um, I definitely work with a lot of people who are, do more meetings than trainings. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part in the training world, we understand you have to do some design in advance because we do that in per- person, right? Like there's some forethought into, uh, you know, what are the goals? Who is this group? What do I need to know? Uh, what I find is that people who are just leading meetings, that's not something they were thinking about in person, which personally I think is a big problem. They should be. But then when it translates to, to online, that lack of design, that lack of planning just gets amplified. And, and, I, and it's the same actually with training as well. Like the, one of the challenges I think with online is that things that you were able to do spontaneously in person is harder to do spontaneously online. Mm-hmm. But then there's other things that you had to plan in advance in person that you can be spontaneous around online. Yeah. So for instance, um, if I want to do, say a post-it note activity spontaneously in person, all I needed, if, I mean, I always have post-it notes with me. It's sort of this, you know, like running joke. Like my dad gives me post-it notes for Christmas. <laughs> I'm just like obsessed with them. I love them. They're, they're just brilliant. Right. And so I like, no matter what space I'm in, if I'm doing a training, I have post-it notes. And so in the moment I can just decide, Ooh, let's just do a quick post-it note thing. Right. But if we're virtual, I can't do that. I need to have planned in advance. Okay, I'm going to set up a Jamboard for this group. I want to make sure I have the link ready, uh, or maybe we're using Mural or whatever it is. I have to do a little bit of advanced planning. On the flip side, um, I'm sure you've probably both done an activity now where you ask people, you know, in a virtual setting to go find an object in their house, mm-hmm. right? You know, go run, you have 60 seconds, run anywhere in your house and find an object that represents something about you and bring it back. And we're going to go into breakout rooms, something like that. Right. Have you guys done something like that? Oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah right. Super common now. Training. Yeah. If you were to do that in person, you would have to send an email in advance. Like, Hey, can you bring some significant object with you? And then, you know, 25% of the people would forget. And then they're going to be scrambling in their wallet or purse or whatever, you know, trying to find something. So that's an example where you can be more spontaneous with that activity virtually than you could online. But that I think is an exception. I think with the virtual stuff, you need to be um, a bit more planful. Um, especially as you're in this learning space and you're trying to figure it out more. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, let's dive into that third point then. Your last point was? The last one was delivery. So the delivery is about in the moment. What's going on when you're there in the space? And a lot of, again, a lot of this is around pre-planning. And so just simple things like, I know we're just an audio right now. Uh, I mean, I can see the two of you, but this is being recorded just via audio. But like I have my camera situated so that it's at eye level. So simple things like that, like getting an external camera, get it up at eye level, make sure you have an external microphone. And some of this is around pre-planning. Um, I also think about, I always stand up. So I'm standing up right now. Personally, I would not go and deliver a keynote speech or a training what, sitting down. Now, maybe there'd be a moment where like, okay, we're all going to sit in a circle and I'm going to sit down with the group, right? But for the most part, I'm probably standing up if I'm in presentation mode. That really helps with my delivery and my energy. And that's some feedback that I get a lot is like, oh, wow, you're really energetic. That comes through the camera. Well, <laughs> probably about 40% of my energy is getting just lost into space. And you're only receiving about 60% of it, which means I'm a bit more animated and hyped up than I might be if I was presenting in person. Mm. And, and, that, and that's kind of one of those delivery skills that you learn and you kind of figure out like, well, what's the right energy or the right space to be in for the certain type of event. You know, you're not always need to be amplified. Right. Well, and then also just thinking about your hand motions and things like that, like, like being aware that people see those and they start to, to definitely mirror. I mean, there's mirror neurons going on even online. Now they're harder to access in our brains because of the online space, but yet if you're excited and, and all of those things, then the group totally mirrors that as well. And they'll start feeding off your energy. Yeah. And actually I've read that um, when people see your hands, that increases trust. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we, you can only see this small little frame that I'm in. And so one of the things that I've done is I've been very intentional when I, you know, I, I do typically talk, talk with my hands, but now I bring my hands up to my face okay. in a way that I wouldn't do in person. And I would, my hands would be more kind of like at my core, you know, stomach, whatever. And so that's just an example of you want to adjust your delivery so that like the way you come across online is the way you want to come across. Mm -hmm. um, so getting away from that built-in computer video camera where it looks like you're peering down on top of everybody and you're, you know, they're looking up your nostrils. It's like, you know, bring that camera up, stand up. It changes your body energy. And uh, so those are a couple of tips. Amy, you, you talked about one of the things you like to do is have people go get something uh, in their house that represents them. Is there another favorite, our listeners love activities, is there another favorite online activity you could share with us quick before you tell us about uh, how they can connect with you in your courses? Well, I can tell you about a soon-to-be favorite online activity. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited about this. Uh, as you both know, I have this deck of cards called Climber Cards. And they're a, a physical deck for, for listeners who don't know. They're, they're a physical deck of cards that looks about the size of playing cards. But on one side are all images that I painted that um, they're great for reflection, ideation, helping conversations go deeper. I have been getting asked over and over, hey, do you have a virtual version of Climber Cards? And 
starting in August, like late August, 2020, uh, they will be released. I have a software team working on them. I'm so excited about it. Basically, it will be an opportunity where you can use these, these images to spark conversation, to generate ideas the same way you would use in person. You can now, you soon will be able to use them online that way. Nice. So Amy, will that work? Like will people purchase the online version then and then they're, they're licensed to use those in their own PowerPoints and things like that? Is that how that works? Yeah, it's actually, um, yes, they will purchase the, it, it, I mean, it's not technically an app, but I think that's a, a language. I mean, it's technically a website you log in and you get access to. Uh, in, the, in the program, as a facilitator, you would go in and you would write, you would type in whatever prompt you want the group to answer. Let's just say you were using them um, as a way to talk about leadership. And so you might type in a prompt that says something like, select a card that represents your definition of leadership. And then you have a unique URL you send to the team, to, to the people in the group. They go to that URL, they see that question, and then they can physically, they click on whatever card they want and it pops up and it shows their name and the, or they, you know, they enter their name and then they can enter why they chose the card. And then wow. they hit submit and then they see a screen with everybody's cards on there. Oh, with nice. their responses, you know, and then the facilitator say, like, if I was facilitating this in a zoom meeting, I would share my screen so that it showed everybody's responses. And then depending on the size of the group, I might have everybody in the group go around and talk about which card they chose and why uh, I could send people in breakout rooms and have that conversation in smaller groups. Um, yeah. So it'll be a bit beyond just like, Hey, here's the images, but it's actually a, a full interactive tool. And, yeah. and tell us quickly about your course. Your course says, we, um, we're going to put everything in the show notes so we can, listeners, you can connect with Amy. Give us a quick, you know, couple, yeah, I know you got two, couple of titles and then how that's been helping real quick uh, people sure. learn and do that stuff online. The most popular one is called Leading Engaging Virtual Meetings. Honestly, it's really not just about meetings, it's about meetings, trainings, webinars. It's just about leading virtual experiences. And it's, um, it, I, I developed it in response to the pandemic. Um, so it launched in April and it's honestly, it's been awesome. It's super robust, um, probably 45 to 50 modules, most of them with videos. And it's designed to help you look, go deeper in those three areas of technology, design, and delivery. It's a cohort model in that just about once a month or every other month, there's a new cohort and there's three live sessions. And those are actually a lot of fun because it's a place you can just show up and ask questions, but you also get to experience um, some of the features and some of the different uh, things that we talk about in the course. As of this recording, the next one will start mid-August 2020, um, but you can find all the info about that on my website, which is climberconsulting.com, uh, C-L-I-M-E-R consulting. Uh, so you can go there. The other course I have, which I only actually am doing about once or twice a year, and it's really like an advanced facilitation course. It's called the Deliberate Facilitator. And it's designed for a small group of people. We really go deep into helping you level up your facilitation. It's, it's not for the beginner facilitator. Uh, the, the leading engaging virtual meetings is for any level, uh, but it's really about transitioning to that online space and making the, the Sessions awesome. So those are the two courses, and uh, yeah, if you're curious about them, reach out to me. Check them out. Love to talk to you more. Well, Amy, thank you so much for spending um, a little bit of this morning with us and yes, sharing thank you, Amy. your ideas and thoughts with 
the facilitator community. We are grateful for you and what you've taught everybody already. And we look forward to learning more from you online as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you both of you for inviting me. I I look up to both of you and the work you're doing and really awesome to be here today. And thanks, Amy. Great to see you. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Funding Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris about team building.